Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Critically Uncritical with Inez Bai. How are you doing? This episode will be coming out in the first week of 2022. How are we feeling? What's going on? What new realizations have you had? I don't know about you, but I will be deep in my holidays when this episode comes out. And I'm actually freaking proud of myself for being prepared for once, because let me tell you, I am very ambitious. I am good at taking action and making things happen very quickly, but I'm not always the most long-term thinker. I tend to really think about things in chunks of months, like, okay, I'll just see how December goes. I'll just see how January goes. And I never really think that far in advance, but I think because I did have a break from the podcast for a couple of months, it gave me the, the extra juice I needed to squeeze out some long-term thinking and to have so much that I wanted to share with you. So if you're someone that's in the early stages of your business and you feel like maybe you got to the end of the year and you were just feeling really burnt out and you didn't really know how to handle like the Christmas period or holidays or whatever it is, don't beat yourself up and just think, okay, so next time I'm going to like schedule in November, how I want to handle December, how I want to manage the holiday season in a more up-level way next year. Um, Because let me tell you, as I've said, I'm not normally this organized and I'm not normally that much of a long-term thinker, which actually plays a strength I have to say, because I'm not so stressed about, oh my God, where am I going to be in a year or what's going to happen in the end of next year or whatever it might be. I'm really like, okay, how can I grow this month? What am I excited for this next couple of weeks or whatever it is? And that just like, I think is a really helpful skill to have because I know that good things are coming to me and I'm putting myself in a good position to be growing because I'm focusing on every single month, but I'm not getting so bogged down by like, oh, I've got to do this by the end of the year. And I have to finish certain things within a year timeframe. So if you're coming into 2022 feeling a little bit like overwhelmed by the year, take a leaf out of my book and bring yourself back into like January. Like what's this month going to look like for you? How do you want it to feel? What things are in your direct control that you know that you can take action on or that you can plan for yourself as well? Because I know, especially when we're growing our business and we're working a lot on, yeah, like making money and clients and that kind of stuff, it can be so easy to fall into the trap of, well, once I get my first 10k month then I'll you know take care of myself or then I'll go get a massage or then I'll have a more uh, consistent health and fitness routine but realistically those things what what I said of like having a massage or even if you don't want to spend money like having a better health and fitness routine or taking care of yourself or organizing catch-ups with your friends whatever it might be those things are in your control and they're going to make your week more fun and that's going to make you a better businesswoman and just a more magnetic person all around so don't forget that in the pursuit of whatever goals that you might have whether it's in business or personal or your corporate job whatever it might be So today I wanted to talk about when coaches make claims such as, oh, I made 100K this quarter. And again, we're going to break it down with a critical lens so that you're armed with the tools and the knowledge when you're on social media or hearing people talk about certain things of what it actually means when people are saying things like that. Because again, it can be really easy to be sucked in by these very marketable but exciting big numbers and of course when people are making like breakthrough or they're like um they're making like more money than they ever have before like I think that's freaking amazing and I love to see that and I guess I'm a really I guess I'm a no 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 nosy that's the word wow I really stumbled across my words there 
person and I like to see other people's income growth I like to see how much money they're making and what they're saving and what they're spending and like that to me is just really interesting and I've done a lot of work in terms of my mindset behind it because it used to really freaking trigger me like let me tell you when you know for example my younger sister would tell me that she had savings and it was more than what I had I'd be like oh my god I'm a bad person I'm doing something wrong what's even the point of like me having any money I'm so far behind I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that and really it's got nothing to do with my sister. It's got nothing to do with the fact that I'm behind because when we think about that logically, what am I actually behind? You know, just because I've got less savings than her, why does that mean anything about me? Or I did have less savings than her in that moment when she told me that. We make it mean something about ourselves because we are giving away our power to someone external. We're allowing someone external to us to influence the way that we feel about ourselves, even if they're not meaning to. And then it also stops us from being able to celebrate this person for their achievements, which is something I am massively about, especially when it comes to women and AFABs with money, because we're really not taught or brought up in society to be like, oh, I'm competent with money or I feel good about money. We're always taught to be like more good at like hospitality or arts or English and be more creative and that kind of thing. And I really feel over the past couple of years that there has been a bit of a revolution in terms of women taking back control of their finances and really increasing their financial literacy, which is freaking awesome because... God, I actually just watched that um, Netflix show Made as well, where she basically is cut off by her husband, like financially completely, and she has no money to her name. And like so many women find themselves in those positions because they're easier to take advantage of because men are like, oh, I'll just take care of it. And I'm the breadwinner. And this is the roles that we're meant to play. And so it's really, really exciting to hear that so many people are taking back their financial power and getting literate in terms of like money and even like investing and everything like that. But obviously it's going to be hard for you to celebrate people if every time someone tells you how much they're spending or how much they're saving or how much they're earning, you feel triggered by it and you feel shitty by it and it makes you kind of go into a spiral because essentially what's happening so if we go back to that example of when I my sister told me that she had x amount of savings and I was like oh my god I don't have that much and she's younger than me and I'm a shitty person and I'm not doing the right thing and basically just having an existential crisis it's triggering something within me that was already kind of like boiling below the surface of you're not good with your money and you're never going to save enough and you're just not good enough in general and you're not going to be as secure as you know people around you and other people are going to have more security and more success than you and then no one's going to like you and xyz so when that trigger comes up it's really important to ask yourself okay well why am I making this mean anything about me like and we have to remind ourselves and this is a very superficial conversation that we're having now like obviously there are so many deeper rooted self-limiting beliefs around money which is why it's so important to have a structured container through which you go into those and figure it out because whilst I'm someone that often talks about the strategy behind business and make sure you're doing things and stay really grounded in your approach when you're making money and income and your business and that kind of thing it still plays a huge role if we don't believe that we're worthy of money or if we're getting constantly triggered by money, how are we going to be open to receiving it? How are we going to start earning and charging and bringing in amounts that are exciting and more than we ever have before if we're constantly getting stuck in this cycle of like, oh my God, this person is more than me and I'm not doing enough and I'm doing the wrong thing and I'm not good at money and I'm bad at saving and like 
we just create these big generalized statements at, that we blo- like lock ourselves into without even realizing like what's happening what was happening when my sister told me about her savings is that I was allowing it to reinforce this subconscious narrative I had that I was bad at saving that I was never going to have enough money that I was always going to be struggling because that's the thing with our mind right it's always seeking for proof of what it subconsciously believes and we almost it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy as well because if I don't believe that I'm good at saving and then my sister says something that has actually nothing to do with me but I make it something to do with me because I've got this really um, sensitive charged feeling around money then I'm gonna it's gonna read then it's gonna be like proof to me that I'm bad at money so then I'm going to like not have a savings plan I'm not gonna look at my money I'm not gonna look at my bank account I'm not gonna seek for help in order to make my like money mindset better I'm not gonna seek for even ways to make my income become improved or greater or whatever so it really it does start at the mindset at the same time we want to also ensure that we're taking the action and doing the things and that kind of thing. And that's why in my program, if those of you that checked out the link for the Elevated Business Mastermind, I say that it's not just a like mindset program for your business. It's not just a strategy program for your business. It's 100% strategy and 100% mindset because you need the blend of the two in order to succeed in your business and feel good whilst you're doing it and enjoy the ride and be able to actually hold sustainably the level of success and beyond that you desire. So if you want more information about the Elevated Business Mastermind that's starting in January and you're ready to work on your money mindset, earn more money in your business than you ever have before, hit your first 10k month but not be worried about advertising and having a website even like this is the first time I'm using a website in a really long time so don't be fooled by the need to have a website right it's not about that it's about the way that you market yourself the energy that you show up in online and how you build your personal brand and the way that you connect with your audience which is all things that we go through in the elevated business mastermind so click the link in the show notes and come and join us for this January round like now is literally the time so I wanted to as I said share this podcast episode and kind of shed some light on as I said just then some money mindset blockages and triggers that might come up for us when we're noticing what other people are saying about money or when they're celebrating their achievements or whatever it might mean and I think I spoke about in the last episode that you know sometimes we might be feeling a little bit like lost or we're like oh what's even the point I don't know what my goals are and maybe this is actually coming at a really good time this episode because I feel like there's this sense of always just a bit like "Mm." like when we enter the new year that we're just kind of like okay I'm excited and I'm happy to like wipe the slate clean but now what and we we sometimes think like what do I even want to achieve and sometimes because we've maybe not had the best year beforehand like maybe 2021 didn't go the way that you expected and let's be real for so many of us and I would say all of us it was not what we expected at all because we had continually the freaking pandemic that continues to just like ruin all of our lives we can feel really disappointed and not want to put ourselves out there or not want to set any goals because it feels like every time we do things are changing and to that I say you never actually had any control it was just your anxiety lying to you right and and so it's important of course still to like focus on things and take action and like be flexible in our approach as well but also don't let it get you down of thinking well I tried to do this last year and it didn't work out so that must be a sign that it's never going to work out for me because that's not true at all like it takes so many people so many goes in order to be successful in terms of like their business or if they're submitting like a book 
proposal or they want to date people. Like think about how many, if you have like any married friends or people that are in really long-term relationships or whatever, like even for me, I've been in plenty of relationships that failed. I've failed. I've launched plenty of, um, launch it like I've launched I've launched plenty of programs in terms of my business that I failed I've tried so many things that haven't worked out in the way that I've expected but failure is a part of life and it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing at all and I know for me and I know for you as well when you're reflecting on your year or anything really failures are the things that teach you the most and sometimes we have to fall flat on our face to really freaking learn the lesson and let me tell you I learned some lessons last year as you would have heard a couple of them in last week's podcast episode of the best and worst but why I say all this and why I'm saying that listening to this now is a great start for 2022 is because sometimes when we're like okay what do I want to achieve and what goals do I have and like what do I even want to do like why am I even on this godforsaken planet And sometimes that can be really hard to figure out because we're just a bit like, so sometimes it can be actually really helpful to notice where those pangs of jealousy come up. Like, oh, I wish I had what she had. I wish I was making the money, the amount of money that they were making in their business. Well, why does it seem easier for this person? And without the critical thinking cap on it can be really easy to beat ourselves up for thinking in that way and being jealous and we're like okay I shouldn't think like that I'm judging people blah, blah, blah. but actually that jealousy can sometimes be really helpful and quite the compass to lead us to where we actually want to go because those pangs of envy that we're like oh I wish I had what that person had and sometimes it doesn't even come out like that like sometimes we're like oh my god fuck this person they have that I don't want to watch them I don't want to follow them like how annoying like they trigger the shit out of you but those are often the people that are going to be the biggest expanders for you and those are often the people that you need to learn from the most not that we have to force ourselves to white knuckle through being triggered all the time and kind of like putting ourselves in those shitty positions but sometimes it's important for you to think okay what part of me actually wants this and the closer that I can get to that person or the if I can learn from this person and see what it is that they actually have done it's going to help me not only absolve that trigger which is then going to make me a more energetic match for what it is that they have which is also what I have but it's also going to give you like the steps that they got to get where they are, to have what you want. And so acknowledge that within yourself. And as I said, perhaps you can use your jealousy as a bit of a compass for what it is that you actually want and what you want to focus on. And normally you feel jealous about it because you're judging yourself. You're judging yourself for wanting more money in your business. You're judging yourself for, you know, oh, I, sh- I shouldn't want more because I'm or I should be more grateful. Or you're judging yourself because you're like, oh, I, like, you know, why do I feel this way? I shouldn't feel shitty. So therefore, like, I'm not deserving of what it is that I want. So drop the judgment and just embrace jealousy as a part of life because no matter how spiritual you become no matter how woke you are jealousy is a part of life all of these lower vibe emotions whether it be anxiety or sadness or being absolutely so upset it's always going to happen to you because we require that in the universe that we live that is um in polarity we need to know what jealousy feels like in order to know what what's even the opposite of jealousy acceptance feels like or belonging right we need to know what rest feels like in order to know what work feels like like we need the opposite if you were relaxed and rested all the time 
how would you know that you were rested all the time if you didn't have anything else to compare it to, right? So we need those kinds of things. So we need to work on embracing all of those emotions, regardless of how good or bad we've been conditioned to believe that they are there. And it's like dropping that judgment. And instead, whenever we have a low vibe emotion, it's like, you don't always have to in the thick of the low vibe emotion, analyze it and find the meaning in it, because I think that's part of toxic spirituality, but also it can be sometimes helpful if you're feeling up to it or some in sometimes it's going to be in the moment that you're going to be able to figure out, okay, this is coming from this thing or reflecting on it afterwards when that low vibe emotion has kind of like dissipated a little bit. What was it that was making me feel that way? Or like, where was I judging myself or the question I always come back to? And this is a really good question, especially for those of you in, who are into human design around, um, uh, with with a sacral, what am I doing right now that isn't lighting me up? And sometimes it's going to be like, I'm not earning the amount I want in my business and that's not lighting me up. And then I'm seeing this person that is. And so that's making me fucking frustrated. That's making me freaking jealous. And knowing that that is normal. That is part of the ride. You cannot avoid it. No matter how much money you make, you will always experience pangs of jealousy. And instead of judging yourself for it, instead of letting it mean something about you, instead of sitting there and going, well, that person already has that. So therefore I can't have it. Let it be a compass to what you truly desire and let you like, like make it something that you're like, fuck yeah. Okay. I'm jealous that this person is earning a million dollars a year. Why am I judging myself for this? Wanting that as well. And then it often comes down to this whole idea of abundance because we think, well, you know, if this person has a million dollars a year, then I shouldn't be earning more money and there's not enough money to go around. And some people don't have that amount of money. Some people don't even have the opportunity to be making that amount of money. And I'm so privileged and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you can acknowledge your privilege, which of course I encourage you to do, but you earning money is not taking away from someone else. And as I expressed in one of my episodes a couple of weeks ago, be clear about your intention with money, because I know for me, the more money that I earn, the better hands that it's in and the better I can circulate it into really good causes whilst also taking fucking good care of myself because I deserve that. And I know I do, which is why I'm going to continue to grow, earn more money and be able to circulate it into good causes, whether that be charity or for myself or other donations that I that I already do, because I'm living in alignment with the version of me that is earning a million dollars a year. So This is kind of like the mindset behind it in terms of like how we can deal with when we see people reaching certain milestones or especially when they do it seemingly quicker than us or whatever it might be. But let's break down like the strategy of what it actually looks like if you make, say, 100K in a quarter, right? Three months. That's fucking impressive and really amazing. And I think that's like should be something we celebrate. And let's look at the back end of what that actually looks like. So if someone is saying that they made 100k in three months firstly we want to look at okay so is this your first year of business because what is that going to look like sustainably because really 30k over a year like maybe they just had a really good three months and then afterward that they were like oh my god I don't know how to handle it I'm so burnt out or like I don't know what I'm doing with all of this money maybe they have some self-limiting beliefs around money so they just like find ways to spend it as we've all done, you know, where we're like have all these really good intentions to save money, especially when we get like a big sum of it. Like, you know how they say like 97% of lottery winners spend it all within like the first three years or something or go bankrupt within the first like five years of having all the money. It's because people don't know how to freaking hold it. So it's an interesting thing to see when people are like, oh, this is what I made 
in a short period of time because what is more impressive to me and what's a sign of security and sustainability in terms of a business, both strategy and mindset wise, is what's that going to look like over the next year? And what's so interesting to me about a lot of people, and I'm not saying this with everyone, but people will really like play this message of like, this is what I made this quarter. This is what I made this month. And then they don't talk about the overall picture or they kind of continue to talk about a really out, a really good milestone. But when they don't talk about anything else that they've achieved, it's kind of a little bit interesting because it's like, okay, was this an outlier month for you? Because you're not talking about anything else. So I want to know the full scope of things. I want to know what you're looking to be doing over the next couple of months. I want to know what the rest of your year is going to be looking like. Because as I said, making 30K in three months, incredible. But now let's rinse and repeat. Because if you're not able to rinse and repeat, what that suggests and what that reflects probably is that it wasn't sustainable and that it was a bit of like a thing that you maybe winged it a little bit, you know, because it just kind of like happened all of a sudden and then you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Oh my God, I'm so burnt out. I'm so overwhelmed. Now I'm going to put my feet on the brakes because I just literally can't handle it anymore. And that's been a huge piece in terms of my business growth. I've been, every single month I make, I have like a money date with myself and I sit down and I look at my income. I look at how much I'm spending. I plan for my tax. I do my GST. So I feel really on top of things. I'm never like stressed out by my money because I know what the fuck's going on because there were a few years there where things were a little bit dicey, right? And so I look at what the month has been and I ask myself, what felt heavy this month? What didn't I like? What would I like to change? And in true money gen style, I'm always looking for ways to take things off my plate so that it doesn't feel heavy and so that I can keep my energy for the things that are of my highest alignment. And the trap that I can fall into and a lot of other business owners I know can fall into is, well, I can do this thing. I can do X, Y, Z. So why shouldn't I? You know, I save a bit of money. So why shouldn't I? But that's really short term thinking. And this is what we tend to do whenever making any investment, whether it's like a $10 a month subscription to make your systems more streamlined or a $10,000 investment in a coach. We're like, oh my God, I'm going to lose this money. And like, you know, I could do it myself and I should try it on my own and I'd rather just do it than spend any money because we're focusing in that very isolated moment on what we're in air quotes losing and not focusing on everything that we could gain. And it is a bit of a slingshot. Like when you invest $10,000, for example, yeah, your savings are going to go down. But what's going to happen over the next couple of months? You know, when I invested $10,000 earlier in 2021, I then continued to have 15K months after that. I made like quadruple my investment in such a shorter time period because I put that money down and I committed to it and I showed to the universe, yes, I'm committed. But I also got to kick up the bum because I was like, fuck me, I better make this work. Like I better... Um, actually put do things that I've never done before. And we say that we'll do things we've never done before, but the energy we have when we've invested a large sum of money, that is going to be a whole other ball game that you just simply cannot replicate when you're like trying to figure things out on your own. And then of course, you're getting all the expert strategy advice and mindset mentorship when you're investing in a coach right and same even with like a ten dollar subscription like i pay well i actually pay 150 for a software that helps me to manage all of my 150 dollars a month let me say that helps me to manage all my clients it keeps everything neat it's where i do my payments through so that's like you know fifteen hundred dollars whatever every single year And I, at one point was like, well, before I signed up to it, I was like, you know, I can manage my clients on my own. I can manage all my payments on my own. I can do X, Y, Z on my own. And I can do it. 
I absolutely can. But paying that $150 a month saves me like 10 hours a month or whatever of doing and also makes it so much more secure and a better experience for my clients, which is why I consistently have clients working with me for like 12 months, 18 months, like a really long time because my service is premium. It's great. And I know it is because I do these things that I'm talking to you about. Um, And I have these systems set up in place so that, yes, maybe I have to spend a little bit of extra money, but then my energy that I get back from that when I get back 10 hours, 10 hours to me is not worth $150, right? Even though I could do these things and not have to spend $150, but now I've gotten back 10 hours. And even if I'm resting, it's more valuable to me to have that 10 hours to rest because then it means when I am working on the business, I'm going to be a better coach. Or when I am working on content, I'm coming at it with a fresher mind that's more like finely tuned. You know what I mean? So I want you to think about that the next time you're thinking about the money that you're spending, the money that you're spending and really focus. Okay. Maybe this is the short-term game, but where is it slingshotting me to? And that's what I always want you to ask yourself in terms of making any sort of investment. So yes. And as I was saying, so for me, consistency, sustainability, and knowing that the business is growing in a way that I don't then suddenly feel like, oh my God, I've got to take a million years off. And oh my God, I've got to like take my foot off the pedal. Like, yes, there are going to be periods where I'm resting. Like I said, I am so excited to be on this two week break now. I love what I do. It's so sustainable. I really see it as a long-term career for me. And it's okay to want to break from your passions. It's okay to feel tired from doing a job even though you love it right but I know for me I'm coming back into January with a really sustainable business model because I've set it up and I've been doing this for four years it's not just something that I have put together really quickly and it's got it's skyrocketed it's like this is consistent growth that's happened over the past couple of years and that's why I have this really grounded energy that my clients can plug into and know exactly what to do and exactly how to create a sustainable business sustainable business for the long term So if someone is making 100K a quarter as well, it's really easy to think, oh my God, that's so much money. And again, it is. But of course, what we think is a lot of money depends on the people that we surround ourselves with. Because I invest in coaches and mentors that are making close to a million dollars a year so that I can be in the energy of someone that is making that amount of money and normalize people making that amount of money so it doesn't seem so far outside of my reach. Like simply just by being in that person's energy makes such a difference and really changes the action that you take and the way that you show up. And making a hundred K a quarter, like If you're here in Australia and you're then paying tax, like you're going to be paying at least 20K of that in tax. And then you're also going to have to probably be registered for GST, which you're then going to have to pay off our 100K, like another 10%. So that's another 10K. So you're going to have to figure out how to pay all of that tax and GST, which is like 30K. And, you know, obviously go to an accountant. I'm not a financial advisor. This is not any sort of like um, professional advice here, but I'm just wanting to break it down because even if you earn 10K a month, right, you're going to be paying, like I said, probably a, a K and a half in tax every single month and a K in um, GST as well. Like a lot of the money that you see people celebrating, which again, they should because it's money that they're earning is going to tax or it's going to expenses or they've had to pay like a VA or they've had to pay some sort of software or whatever. And people just don't talk about it. And the other thing that I wanted to talk about is a lot of the time people will celebrate their milestones in terms of sales that they make instead of cash. And people are so not transparent about this at all 
all on Instagram and oh my God, it literally boils my blood as you can probably hear. So let's talk about the difference. When people are talking about like, say for example, oh, I made 30K this month from coaching, but yet they only had like, not only, but say they had like a 15K month. It's like, what does that even mean? Why are you not explaining this and being upfront with your audience? So when someone's had, say, for example, a 30K sales month, what it means is they've made 30K in sales, but they haven't actually gotten all of that money because maybe half of it is put on payment plans. And yes, it'll be paid for them. Like they'll still get the money over the next couple of months, but making 30K in sales in a month is very different to the amount in cash that you're actually receiving in the bank. So just be really wary of that when we're looking at coaches and what they're saying that they're earning. And this isn't saying to be like suspicious around it, but for me, what I would love to see and what I am going, like what I do a lot in my business is being really transparent in terms of like the, and that's why I talk about like tax and like, I always say on my Instagram, everyone loves to talk about how much money they're earning and the milestones that they're reaching, but no one wants to talk about the tax that they're making or the money that they're actually saving. And I know so many coaches as well who earn a lot of money, but they spend a lot of it too because they think they need to in order to be successful. Like there's this real big idea in the coaching industry that in order to be successful, you have to act as if, and someone will have a couple of really good months and then like move into a new place and buy a new car. And they're not actually really becoming any more wealthier. They're just absorbing that money and making it a part of them. And that really comes to their money self-limiting beliefs, right? If like, as soon as you earn more money, you just find ways to spend more of it, but then layer on this extra expectation that the coaching industry has of like showing up in a certain way in order to get certain clients. When in reality, that's just all like a facade. And what's really important is to think about how clean is your energy? What is your mindset looking like? And what value are you bringing specifically to your audience? So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you're interested in working together and you're liking this grounded down to earth vibe in terms of coaching and talking about business and making money, then I highly suggest you join me for the January round of the Elevated Business Mastermind. The link is in the show notes for all of the information. If you have any questions, you're more than welcome to send me a message on Instagram at Inezbuy. It's as always linked in the show notes as well. And if you enjoyed this podcast or you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you could leave me a rating and review. It really helps to support the podcast and helps me to reach more people in my audience. So thank you for listening and talk to you soon.